TTB Music Podcast. It's the most wonderful time. Actually, it's that most wonderful time of the year where we pretend that we've already had Christmas. Exactly. It's over. Don't sing any more Christmas songs. It's, yeah. It is definitely not the 22nd of December now. Uh, no, it, it's it, definitely not. It, it, we are as festive as the usual Jules Holland crowd on Hoot Nanny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're recording this in tier two. Um... Welcome to Hoot Nanny. You might think it's New Year's <laughs> Eve, but it's really December the 8th <laughs> in Maidstone. <laughs> Maidstone Studios, everyone. <laughs> Last December the eighth. Last December the eighth. Yeah, with with the crowds from last December the eighth, with the artists from their their home. Yeah, <laughs> wherever that may be. Possibly. Anyway, welcome yeah. listeners. Welcome listeners. Hello. <laughs> hey. Oh, it is the end of the world as we know it. It is the end. Of we feel fine. 20. Yeah. Um. Yeah, hopefully, as Yaz once said, the only way is up. Oh, indeed. Well, you know, it's, it's it's funny. It's not all been bad. I think the music's been good. Music has been good, surprisingly. Whilst whilst our uh, podcasting has been sporadic, Better. it certainly hasn't been as sporadic. It's been as been sporadic as last year. Let's be Better. honest. Better. <laughs> More regular. Yeah, yeah. Last year was very sporadic. Um, in fact, what, what what fucked us up this year was the fact where we were allowed out of the house for briefly in the summer. Yeah, then we went nuts. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do a podcast? That's when it all went... Yeah, that's when it all went wrong, because, like, that would do a podcast. I can go out, yeah. I don't know. I don't want a podcast anymore. I want to be free. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but lockdown we are again. So... Uh, we are. It's, um, coming to you live from uh, tier Tier 7. Yes. <laughs> All the tears. All the tears. Yes, so, as is usual at this point of the year, we, we look back on the year the, with our albums of the year list, but also some Daft Awards that we have had going for a few years as well. Um, and a couple of new ones, just because, well, you know, why not, frankly? We'll save the best to last, which is obviously the albums. Um, but get on with the important awards. So every year, as you know, we usually have a shared musical activity outside of the podcast award. Um, strange enough, that's quite a short list this year. <laughs> usually we have like more than one contender for this particular award. This 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 year, not so much. Yeah, it, it was pretty much the whole steady weekender. Literally before we were locked down. That was the last thing anyone ever did. <laughs> was, was March the um, yeah, March the fifth, wasn't it? March the sixth, something like that. Yeah, it was the like. Well, it was the, obviously it was the, also the last thing until until they did an online gig, uh, which I attended uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, was the, also the last thing the whole study had done as well. Yeah. Uh, 
But uh, we went to week. Yeah, it was a week, week, week. The whole thing of the weekend there is they did play three nights in London, and they've done so for the last. Four, I think it was the, this was the fourth year. I think. Yes, it, it was, yeah. and um, yeah, and uh, you the fifth. I think it was the fifth. It was the first year we'd done more than one night. So we actually went to yeah. two of the three nights this time round. Yes, we did. And I bought the T-shirt. And um, uh, I was a bit unsure of it at the time, but now I have a tour shoot T-shirt with London 2020 on it, which is um, probably <laughs> one of the rarest tour T-shirts anyone will ever see of any band. <laughs> Well, yeah, unless they bought it online as a, as a, as a when people are just trying to get rid of stock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. We printed all your tour T-shirts that you're not going to use. Okay, stick them online. Click this item. Yeah, I actually paid for I paid for it with cash, which was um, in the early part of 2020. You will remember is something we used to carry around with us. When when people were quite happy for you to touch their hands, exchanging money. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the good old days. I'm still wearing it as well. I know I was wearing it last week when we did our Christmas show. Um, I haven't changed since then. <laughs> or showered. Or sh- no, it's a yeah. protest. Yeah. Um, our next award is the Honorary Listeners Award, which, you know, is the Honorary Listeners Award and tends to go to the same people every year because they're the few people we know that have actually stayed the course with our rather erratic podcast release schedule um so hello to allison and spencer little neil uh, but also hello to anybody new that's joined us uh in the last few months because bizarrely i actually for the first time ever i've never done this because uh well because i'm me um i actually posted a link to uh our podcast of a not the last one the one before on my LinkedIn page. Ooh, professional. <laughs> and, suddenly, and suddenly several people kind of went, oh, you do a podcast. Ah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of doing yeah. it. Oh, I've subscribed. I might do. Um, so for all those people that have did that and said I've subscribed and weren't lying and haven't already stopped listening after the uh, last podcast. <laughs> hello. I, I, I'd welcome. also say hello to... Um... Uh, a, a gentleman called Paul, who is a, a big Beatles fan, who who may have tuned in as well for this. In which case, I say, sorry, Paul, this is not the one you want to be listening to. It's last week's Christmas show. Indeed. Another award that we give out every year um, is the jokingly King Award, which is the best reference to Todd Rundgren. Um, we started off many years ago when I used to mention Todd a lot. I haven't mentioned, I don't think I mentioned Todd that much in this show. Certainly have. Podcast. You have. You You've mentioned, <laughs> not in the last couple of podcasts, no, but, but definitely there has been a mention, I'm sure. However, I still think the best mention was probably when you sent me, uh, no, more- news that Taylor, news that Taylor Swift had released a, a, a new album and I went onto the uh, Guardian's website <laughs> and literally, and literally, the first comment I saw under the Guardian's website by a guy, a guy or woman called, I think, Kappa Head or something, was along. Uh, I wrote down something. Uh, yep, 
Isn't the problem that very few artists have the flexibility to write different song types? Prince can move in different types, as could Todd Rundgren, etc. You're thinking... Ping. Exactly. <laughs> There's the winner. There's the winner. So, Jay Afra, or whatever your name was. Yeah, Kayapa Head. Kayapa Head. Kayapa Head. Um, the award... If the HH are listening... <laughs> yeah, the award, the award, the award's in the post. The award is in the post. Uh, the post is unfortunately very slow uh, due to COVID, um, but we'll get that to you as soon as we can. Yes. Next up, classic Gone Cobra Award for worst album of the year. And actually, this was a bit of a problem this year because, uh, as you said at the start, partly. Because we haven't done as many podcasts as we, we perhaps have liked to do, but, but also partly because this year, more than more than any year, my random selection of albums seem to coinc- kind of coalesce with things that actually have been very well reviewed, just generally on lists and stuff. It means that we haven't really covered many albums that would even get close to being in the worst album of the year list. Uh, probably the two albums that we were kind of least enthused by were Bruce Hornsby in the Range, No Secure Connection, and Prezi Ford's You Can Be the Sun. But I, I think you'd probably agree that even those weren't bad albums per se. They just they, weren't no great compared to what we were, what they were surrounded by. No, I, I, it, I mean, I'm surprised you included the Hornsby collection connection, um, because <laughs> whilst. Whilst, in my opinion, it was a bit middle of the road, and I did wonder, what is this? Um, it was certainly feels harsh to nominate it for this classic award of ours, um, the Gold Cobra Award. And I'm sure when we an- announce the overall winner in a moment, we'll explain the origin. Obviously. Indeed, yes. I think that's true. And, yeah, it's... I think the problem with these two albums is that is that they've they've failed to meet that kind of the standard we expect for a gold Cobra Award winner. Frankly, yeah. I mean, obviously Drake got there a couple of years ago, um, but usually people struggle to quite get to that level of brilliance that's that's deserving of this. Uh, for those of you who don't already own Gold Cobra uh, by Limp Bizkit, um, Google it. <laughs> this, this award was named after them uh, several years ago now, uh, when both Pete and I couldn't believe how frankly awful it was. Um, Possibly the worst album we've ever reviewed. Yes. And just for the record... Yes, we both like rolling, rolling, rolling. It's fine. We're not saying that Limbiskis have never recorded any good songs. We're just saying that the Gold Cobra album was shy. Uh, yes, I was reminded recently um, that I was also a very long time ago an admirer of their um, soundtrack to Mission Impossible Two as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean that was hardly peak Limbiskis as well. I mean, you know. Yeah. So anyway, Fred, if you're out there anywhere and you want to come collect your award, you know where we are. Um, speaking of Drake, actually, uh, the Drake Award for Worst Song of the Year. Oh. Again, <laughs> I felt... Uh, yeah. How did we come about the uh, naming of that award? 
Sparrow did it. <laughs> you, you, you know as much as I do that I, that I love Drake. There was, there was one track on the album he released that lasted 33 seconds that I thought was brilliant. Yes, you really weren't a fan of that record. Although it has to be said, no. where it, whereas I think many of our podcasting contemporaries would rave about Drake, and, and no doubt he's a damn sight more talented than the Hoover um, of the Gold Cobra Glim Biscuit album. It, uh, it did strike me as a very miserable album. Yes. Anyway, for this particular award, I mean, whilst, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can throw in some, some nominations if you want, but I think there's only one nomination really worthy of the true genius of this award, and that is John Bon Jovi, his uh, recently released cover version of Fairy Tale of New York. For those who haven't heard this, uh, don't bother, uh, first of all. Um, John takes on both roles of uh, the song, because, you know, why not? Um, and it's, yeah. I think it's probably as bad as you're thinking it is. I, I haven't, uh, until obviously the nominations came through, I wasn't aware of this. and. Um... Even now, as you describe it to me, and I know you can't see me, uh, my head is firmly in my hands at the thought of John Bon Jovi doing a duet to himself and murdering, undoubtedly, one of the Christmas classics. I mean, that song has taken a beating this season anyway with the uh, the so-called radio edit, uh, which is a storm in a teacup in itself because that's been around for about 20 odd years anyway. <laughs> but... Uh, in this age of cancel culture, that seems to have upset a few people. It is, uh, and that is a shame. Um, it, you know, you can understand what again. You can understand why it's that classic thing where I think we've just again. I think we might have discussed this on the podcast before. Actually, it's the classic thing where the use of language in a, in a song is. In today's terms, unacceptable. But uh, but at the time, it was sort of unacceptable at the time. And but the the argument around it is that certainly from Shane McGann's point of view is that that the song is written about characters, and the character is using that language. Yeah, you don't need to convince me. Not the thing. And I'm sure but the, as I say, had that edit. 30 years ago. <laughs> but then similarly, you know, you can think, you know, you have thousands of songs now that are just full of swearing. Just generally. This is, just, Scott gets purient. You know, it's terrible. People swearing in songs. But it's funny. Growing, growing up, you very rarely heard swearing in, in songs where, when certainly when I was younger. And probably... Probably like to creep in a bit more when you when with, with you with you Pete, but still nothing compared to now. It's like I I remember people didn't swear in songs. Now 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 it's find, finding songs where people don't swear in them I, is is quite difficult. For me, it's um, I'll always remember. And again, we're going back about thirty years. I think Radio One did some very amusing radio edit of um, Prince's um, "Sexy MF," as they called it. Yes. Um, and, and it began with like a 30 second intro from Simon Bates. <laughs> uh, Master Bates. Yes. Hello, 
This is Simon Bates. What you're about to hear is a recording of a song. And, and I'm not kidding you. Google it, someone, because this thing goes on for about 30 seconds while the song is starting to play in the background. <laughs> you sexy mother... <laughs> Tastefully done, Simon. Tastefully done. <laughs> But it is weird because it, it, it generally is weird. I, I had this discussion with with, with someone re- re- recently, and as you know, I'm yeah, I do swear a significant amount of it, uh, partly due to my Glasgow upbringing. But it, it is weird that, that we've gone from a situation where you very rarely got swearing to it becoming very odd in pop songs if someone's not saying. Even if someone's not saying shit or something, it's not rather than that. It's, it's um, strange. I know. I say. Language changes evolve. I feel we've got ourselves <laughs> diverted into a debate here. Yes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Let's have a heated debate. <laughs> Imagine, it's like it's like if the Grammys or, or um, the Academy Awards suddenly turned into question time. <laughs> I would pay for that. Speaking of uh, interesting use of language, let's switch, move on to the Wireless Network Standards Mobile Phone Song Award. Um, oh, congratulations, John Bon Jovi, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, John. Oh, dear. Here for you, man. Here for you. Sorry. Sorry. The Wireless Network Standards Mobile Phone Song You're Award. Right, 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 right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Cardi B for. Uh, Wop featuring <laughs> the, the stallion and Bree run away little Lockyer. Um, obviously, there were a few people uh, around that were as surprised as I was he- hearing that Cardi B had released a song about the uh, uh, wireless application protocol. Um, um, and perhaps few as shocked as I was when I actually heard the song to discover that apparently it wasn't about the wireless application protocol at all. Oh. Um, instead, it is it is one of the finest records in its own way that you will hear this year. Because if you if you have not heard Cardi B's WAP, um, Google it, listen to it. You will perhaps be sat there with your mouth agog for a while. Um, but it is it is a, a unique genius piece of pop music. <laughs> Uh, and you'll also discover what WAP stands for, um, which apparently isn't wireless application protocol. Um, <laughs> similarly, uh, slightly cleaner, although only just as a free runaway with a little Nokia. Slightly back to uh, a strange conversation we had in the last podcast, talking about the return of uh, proper rock guitars to pop music. Yeah. This has some good, good crunching guitar in it as well. Um, I admit it's kind of hard to pick a winner between these. I'm, uh, you know, comment. I, I kind of prefer the Bree Runaway song from a kind of rocky point of view, but the Cardi B song is is just kind of genius in its own way. Well, uh, what can I say? I mean, I, I feel I feel the award should go for you for for such a a brilliant pun. <laughs> On words. 
So, yeah. so tell me, who does the Wireless Network Standards Mobile Phone Song Award of the Year go to? I think it has to be Cardi B. I think it does. Yeah. Which is... Uh, and, and, and obviously Megan Thee Stallion for her contribu- contribution to said song. So, so Bruce Hornsby, take your non-secure connections somewhere else. We have a winner there. Well, yeah, see, see, actually, there's a point. Really. Now, if Bruce got together with Cardi B, yeah. could be going somewhere. I can see why you stuck this on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Best album written and recorded in lockdown 2020. Oh. Niche. 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 Um, we won't be doing this next year, or will we? <laughs> yeah. Christ, let's, let's pray. Um, let's pray. So, the nominations are Taylor Swift Folklore, Taylor Swift Evermore, Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney 3, and Charlie XCX How I'm Feeling Now, which was the first of the uh, lockdown albums to uh, come out. Um, Good four albums, really. Yeah. This is tough. I know, okay. Jokes aside. Um, this is this is this is tough because actually, you know, I, I think we touched on this on the last pod, the last podcast with the first of those three albums that that they they really, and it sort of makes me optimistic for twenty twenty one and the music that we might hear because they really have come from a place where artists have had the time to think introspectively and think about, um, you know, what they want to do. I mean, with Taylor Swift, we're very much going back to her roots um, through those two albums. Two very, yes. very similar yet distinct albums, as I think we discussed. Um, and similarly with Paul McCartney, an opportunity for him to be experimental without a, a producer or, or someone uh, keeping him in check. Uh, and I mean that in a good way. Although, isn't there, there's, I did notice there was a trailer on the, uh, the TV the other day for something that him and Rick Rubin had done together. Oh my lord! Really? <laughs> Might have been an interview or something like that, but there was, there was definitely a thing. There wasn't the. Yeah, I'm not confusing Rick Rubin with Idris Elba. Before people kind of go, wasn't he on talking to Idris Elba the other day? No, no. Um, definitely are. It's, it's probably on one of the streaming services. Oh. Uh, There's a thing that's fairly certain is Rick Rubin and Paul McCartney. No, the, the only thing uh, I've seen over Christmas is the. There's an itty bitty trailer for um, Get Back, um, the 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 long awaited Beatles film um, that's been uh, re, or should I say not redirected, but directed by Peter Jackson. Um, Don't be fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not going to bother watching it next year. I'll wait for the expanded DVD pack to come out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I liked I liked I liked old Peter Jackson when he made when he made like really short kind of ninety minute well eighty minute horror films. Before before people gave him some money, he went, "Yeah, we can we can go on for hours." Yeah, yeah, and he does, and he really does. Yeah, thankfully he can do it in New Zealand. They're they're fine. New Zealand looks gorgeous, though. 
Probably better than uh, probably better than the Beatles in nineteen sixty nine. To be fair. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm reckoning it's we're getting lost in a hole here. I know this is a little bit because I think I, I think you I think you lean towards. I think we're, I think with the award will go to Taylor Swift I'm, I'm, with me yeah, leaning more toward one, you more invisible or the other. Maybe. Bit, yeah, but before before whoa, let's just take a step back there. Before we we do, we do that, um, I I have to say for this particular award, I'm kind of minded to to show Charlie XCX some love here because whilst she was the first, she was the first. It's also possibly the rawest of the collection as well. I think Paul McCartney. Yes, and also, I, I, obviously, it would, obviously, the thing behind the Charlie XX thing was the fact that she kind of reached out to fat fans to help kind of write the lyrics to the to the exactly. songs and um, all that all that kind of stuff. So it was very, it was very kind of literally and in, whereas, uh, no offense to Paul and Taylor Swift, their, their albums were well, they weren't secretively done because they were just done and they were released like like. Everything else, the Charlie XX thing was very much a, I'm making an album. Hey, get involved. Yeah, including including we're going to release some videos, so I need some clips of you going mad at home that we can cut together and turn into the videos for the songs, kind of thing. And surely that, when you think about all the other artistic endeavors in other fields, is more in the spirit of a lockdown album. You've taught me around, Pete. Yes. Charlie XX, how I'm feeling now. Best written recorded album, lockdown, twenty. There you go. The jury has spoken. Indeed. Um, we have a best song of the year award. Do you have a best song of the year, Pete? Do you have best song? Of the year, <laughs> this is usually the one where it's it's exposed how little I do my homework. Uh, <laughs> I would say. There have been a number of songs this year that have obviously impacted me, touched me, uh, reached out to me. Um, many of them are probably old songs, to be honest, because I spent quite a bit of time in the first lockdown going through um, a number of my older playlists and collections of music, perhaps even transferring a number of them to Spotify, uh, just so I had them to hand. Um I think that's probably acceptable for this year. You know, it is. You know, this year is, as we discussed, a unique year in many ways. So, um, but again, there's probably too too numerous there to mention. I think on the last podcast we mentioned a couple of tracks, um, in particular that sort of sum up the year. Um, and I think wildfires from Soul, from uh, mm. Black is. Their untitled album called Black Is, yes. as we discussed in the last podcast, um, is probably a recent song I've had, I've been listening to. Um, similarly, Taylor Swift's uh, Willow, I think, encompasses everything that's been great about her two albums that have come out recently. Yeah. Um, I know we're probably not going to mention it. Later, uh, I may have mentioned in the past that I am a big Pet Shop Boys fan. Uh, it may have, don't think anyone knows that, mate. I know. Um, there is a track on their album, uh, called Hoping for a Miracle, which as a title 
um, turned out to be quite prophetic <laughs> when it was released at the yes. start of this year. <laughs> um, and it's probably... Actually, actually, I, yeah, actually I, do, I do remember that track. And it's one of their better, slower numbers uh, from that particular, from Hotspot, their album this year. So I'd throw that into the mix as well. So that's That's my three or four. Yeah, I, th- I, I mean, I would agree with you on Wildfires, which is, probably means it is Wildfires will be the, the winner of the, the award. Um, similarly, uh, on albums that we certainly from albums that we reviewed this year and tracks that I that have stayed with me through the year, um, Horses, You Should Be Sad, uh, one of my favourite songs at the start of the year. Yes. And it's still great song. It's still stayed with me. Yeah. Um, also on the, on the pop side of things, Dua Lipa's uh, physical. Oh yes, as well. yes, just a great Definitely. great pop tune um, and great great single. Um, outside of the stuff I listen on the pod- podcast, one of my favourite tracks of the year uh, has been it was a surprising track of the year. Um, song by Coheed and Canberra, Canberra, uh, who are an American band. And they recorded a sequel to Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl, um, which is uh, recording a sequel to songs is a bizarre idea at the best of times. But this is really weird. And also something bizarre that came out of lockdown and came from a chance thing of Rick Spring- Springfield basically posting a couple of links to Coheed and Cambria's songs saying, quite like this band. And then they got in touch with him saying, uh, would kind of like to do a sequel to Jesse's Girl because we kind of think, <laughs> you know, the whole thing of Jesse's Girl is Jesse gets you know, you're kind of going, Jesse's a friend, and I'm gonna nick his girlfriend, and we're thinking actually maybe Jesse's the person that got it right, and actually his girlfriend's a bit of a nutter, and <laughs> your life your life's gonna be ru- 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 ruined by this. Let's look at look, look, look twenty years, twenty years hence and see what happened. And record a song, and they so they actually got, had a, a Zoom call with Rick Springfield, basically pitching him this idea. And he's going, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, sure, if you, if you want to, yeah." And then they recorded the song that that incorporates part of the, the original riff of the song. Oh, includes Rick includes Rick Springfield in it as yeah. well, and it's 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 genius. It's this genuinely just a really good pop rock song. So if you haven't seen it. Uh, Coheed and Cambria featuring Rick Springfield, uh, Jesse's Girl 2. <laughs> I, I, it's, actually, there is a video for it and everything, and it's surprisingly oh, good. Brilliant. Surprisingly foot-tappy, good, good. That would be my one that's not from stuff that we listen to, but I think from ones we have, to, I would agree that it's hard to beat Salt Wildfire's really, really top tune. So go listen. Strange enough, we may mention salt again in a minute. Because we've now reached that point where we're going to go. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, the lights are going down. <laughs> it's the serious part of the show. Yeah. What are the albums of the year? Um, so as per usual, we'll do, we'll do a quick rundown of the overall top twenty, and then we'll go through our individual ones with oh, some. This is the bit you like. Additional comments. So the list. Let's do it. Counting down from 20, uh, the overall top 20, 
Number 20, Sports Team Deep Down Happy. Mm. Number 19, Perfume Genius Set My Heart on Fire Immediately. 18, Chloe and Halle and The Ungodly Hour. 17, Seagulls Open Up Your Head. 16, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit Reunions. 15, Nova Twins Who Are the Girls. 14, Caribou Suddenly. 13, Paul McCartney. I think I've heard of him. Three. Three already. Well done. Uh, 12, PSB. Hotspot. We heard of that a minute ago as well. 11, Rina Sawayama. Sawayama. 10, Salt, Untitled, Rise and Black Is. Kind of cheating. Two albums, but (laughs) hey. Um, Kind of feel like one in a kind of way. Uh, Nine, Soccer Mommy, Color Theory. Eight, Moses Sunday Gray. Seven, Charlie XX, How I'm Feeling Now. Six, Taylor Swift, Evermore. Five, Taylor Swift, Four, Bob Dylan, Wild and Rowdy Ways. Three, Fiona Apple, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Two, Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And number one, Halsey with Yes. Um, Whilst we will go through our individual ones in a minute, I think basically the fact that Charlie XCX, um, Dua Lipa and Halsey are all in the top seven shows that we were uh, kind of in touch with our pop side. This they, they were all in my top five at some point, um, along with the Pet Shop Boys, obviously. I think, of course, it, it was it was a pop year for me. And, and Dua Lipa, I, I had regularly it slipped down towards the end regularly in my own top three um and yes. physical just embodied all of that the track you mentioned a few moments ago um it is just a perfect pop album um i'd also had had in common with it for me had in common with the arena sawiara album the fact that both of them were although the julie probably it was even shorter both quite short albums and just Short pop songs and to the point. Exactly. There's no kind of no no kind of like I'm just going to throw twenty songs on this. It's like here's eleven songs. They're all three minute pop songs. Let's get through it. Let's get it done. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Um. I, I, I agree. It, and I think that I think it's been very heavy pop, sort of throwaway pop, but in a good way kind of year. Um. You know, when I look at look at my own list and look at look at where we've landed with that overall top ten, I mean that is it, it's not exactly my top ten, but it's it could have been my top ten if you know what I mean. Yeah, and obviously we've got Taylor Swift in there that normally we're thinking poppy, poppy, and yet yet her yeah. two albums are yeah exactly. They're, they're not they're not yeah they're not unpoppy. Yeah. You know, they are they are compared to a recent output, yeah. but they're still no exactly compared to the rest of the list. Um, probably not so much pop, but but very much a pop star there. Um, and then you know, with soccer mummy. I think a, a sort of recognition of something else that's bubbling back up this year for me, which has been the the, the sort of classic indie album. Um, yes, and you mentioned. That was one of the first things the girls were, were down there. Through the first or second podcast as well. Exactly. Yeah, she was early. She was early there, but then we had Sea Girls, and then we had um, Sports Team as well this year. Um, yes, good yeah. indie. So that's that's right, bubbling back up. I think as a as a theme, maybe one to watch. But the other theme from our top ten, yeah. 
is this whole um, sort of almost, I, I keep describing it as old jazz. It's not old jazz because it's a whole mishmash of stuff. It's jazz, it's funk, it's soul, it's something else. And I think Grey by Moses Sumney and the two soul albums mm. really encapsulate that as well, as as does Caribou, actually, in a kind of a, more of an ambient kind of way. Um, there's definitely something else there that, that we've really tapped into this year, which I, I think we haven't done before, or perhaps haven't seen in such strength before. Yeah, I think that's true as, as well. But also, uh, I'd, I'd add um, the other thing that the top twenty just reaches out to me with is the fact that of people um, stretching out of pigeonholes and trying to mix things up a bit and 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 challenge occasionally challenge listeners. So the most assembly album, per, perfect example of that. So it's it's you know. It's a beautiful record, but it's not without its challenges. Um, Fiona Apple, Fiona Apple album, certainly yes. challenging. Very cha- really clever album. Very challenging musically. The, the arrangements of it are spectacularly good. Perfume Genius album, yeah. Caribou album, and the Salt albums. Both and Rina Sawayama, we discussed. It's, it's and even to a degree Hornsey again, but don't mention the whole thing of mixing up rock, pop, and various other kind of uh, genres. It's, it's, it's nice to see that people are... I mean, maybe, the, maybe we've just been reviewing the wrong albums over the last couple of years. As we've, as we've discussed many times, <laughs> we're thinking, maybe we just listen to the wrong albums. Maybe it was a great year last year, and we just we were listening to the albums that weren't that great. Um, but this year has felt... Better. I mean, if you look at our, you know, if you look at our top twenty, even if you look at our individual twenty, there's there's a reasonable mixture of styles of music going on. Yeah. Here. Um, and I think we were both discussing offline when we were doing doing lists that early on, early on when we were thinking we missed, we were going to miss out some podcasts and stuff. Thinking, oh, I don't know, it might be hard pulling a twenty together. And I, and I started trying to pull my twenty together, and I thought, actually, I could no. do. Most of the albums, most of the albums I've listened to this year, I'd quite happily have in the list, and, I, and quite happily, I was there was people there was like, for example, neither of us have got Run the Jewels, oh, no. in our wow. top twenties, and believe me, it's not because Run the Jewels four is not a great. No, album, that's a good album. It is pretty. It's 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 pretty wow. good. Yeah, that's um, a that's a pretty solid album. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and there were several other albums. Um, Laura Marling that we also mentioned and a few other things that are again really good albums that are not here because of other record not because they're not no. good but because we just thought other well, records were a yeah. bit better. Brandy Clark is she's not yes finished quite, quite 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 yeah exactly finished quite low in both yeah. of our yeah. top twenties and yet it and yet it's still a bloody good yeah. record. <laughs> Exactly. I think, I think. So, would you like to tell the dear listeners about what your what your personal? Well, top I think where we've landed is pretty good because the overall <laughs> continuing the trend of uh, of uh, us landing and picking the winner. Um, Halsey, for me, sort of encapsulates everything we just said about that sort of combination of styles and everything. Um, 
was very much my number one. But to be honest with you, I, as I've suggested, I have, I have had a rotation of pure pop records there. Yeah. The Pet Shop Boys have been my number one album. Dua Lipa's been my number one album. Halsey's been my number one album. Um, you know, they've all been there as number one albums for me throughout the course of this year on some sort of rotation. Um, we've landed with Halsey and, and, and that's where I landed and that's cool. Um, that for me very much encapsulated certainly the first half of the year was very much pop driven. I think as the year has gone yeah. on and maybe impacted by what we've collectively been through, I've started to think more about the records we've heard subsequently and I guess over time they've started to be influenced by events as well. And we talked about Salt a great deal in the last podcast, so I won't regurgitate that. But again, with the Moses Sumney record, with the Taylor, both the Taylor Swift albums, you start to get a sense of where we are in terms of the music we're listening to and, and some of the other things that appeal. And, and I think yeah. in my own list, that starts to sort of become a thing Certainly in my top 10, their albums are there, are there. And in my next sort of 11 to 20, then we sort of have a run of perhaps the more indie rock, rock albums that, you know, Bob Dylan, again, a really great album from Bob Dylan. <laughs> you knew <laughs> you know, this year that that would happen. Paul McCartney suddenly pulled one out from somewhere. Um, you know, and then we have, I mentioned the, the two indie albums, the sports team, the Seagulls, um, the other day, I was watching something with my daughter on Disney Plus, and and Chloe and Hallie turned up. I was like, "Oh, it's Chloe and Hallie!" <laughs> you know, it's so they they're acting exactly. They're acting bit rather than the they're singing bit. Well, they're doing a bit of both. Um, so oh. it's been quite an interesting year in that respect as well. And then some of those returning favourites. I mean, you mentioned Laura Marling just outside my own twenty. Uh, Brandy Clark just inside my own twenty. Um, the Strokes had a comeback this year. It just scraped it into my twenty, but maybe a, maybe it trampled over Run the Jewels on the way to get there. Um, so it's interesting that you know we've seen a few other sort of returns that normally might have been like, oh great, the Strokes are back, but actually there's just been so much else this year as a consequence perhaps of where we are, that it's just changed, changed everything. I'm really encouraged. And I said this, I think at the very top, um, I think next year is going to be brilliant for music. I think there's going to be so much pent up energy and creativity. Um, and, and let's fast forward 12 months and hopefully I won't have egg on my face, but, but yeah, I think there's going to be so, so many great albums next year as a consequence of, collectively what we've been through and i think we're only we're only just starting to see the tip of the iceberg there we are i mean i agree and i i mean i think what what was kind of amusing for me looking at i mean every 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 year when we're reviewing reviewing stuff we also look at the album of the year website who kind of pull together all the critics top uh albums the albums of the year from various magazines sites newspaper sites uh, and muso sites, and I don't think we've ever been so on point ever in our entire lives than, 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 than this year. Because yeah, one, what, 
What? What? One? One of the top twenty? Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, eleven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To start off, we reviewed fourteen of the top twenty. Their, their top twenty. That's albums. a first for us. <laughs> you know. So, uh, so that's one, the ones that we've reviewed and the features. So Charlie XCX finished nineteenth. Chloe and Halle, 18th. Fontaine's DC, 16, uh, which was, again, just outside my top 20. Good album. We read it a couple of podcasts ago. Not quite as good as the previous one, but fine. Uh, Songs on title Rise was at 14. Moses Sumney at 13. Rina Sawiyama at 10. Bob Dylan at 9. Salt untitled Black Ears at 8. Perfume Genius set my heart on fire immediately at 6. Dua Lipa, 5. Taylor Swift Folklore at 4. Run the Jewels at three. Phoebe Bridges, who, who just scraped, scraped it to my list, Punisher came at two, and Fiona Apple Fetch the Belt Cutters was the critics' choice of album of the year. Although the critics, although to be fair, the critics have always quite liked Fiona, Fiona Apple, even in days when I hated Fiona Apple, so that's perhaps not a surprise, but this year actually I, I do think it was well deserved because it is it's a really Still a really interesting and challenging record in equal measure. Again, not the easiest album to put on. I've put it, I've put it on in my house before and been asked to take yeah. it off. It's that old jazz. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't even know if old jazz is a thing or if I've just made it up. It, it is a thing, I think. I'm probably misapplying it as a term or a genre. <laughs> but it just seems to fit. As I said, alt alt jazz. jazz. Yes, That's, not old yeah. jazz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alt, old, old, old jazz as opposed to new. And we didn't even mention Porridge Radio, which was um, yeah. again another great album that didn't make it into nice. our top top twenty. So yeah, that's um, um, and. You, uh, we both like that album at the start, the start of the year. It just like, got overtaken by so many great records, but it is still a great record. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I listened to it. I listened to it about uh, yeah. a week ago, but because when we were doing the thing, I, got, I was trying to think of some of the albums that, that were re- reviewed were still quite fresh in my mind that I'd listened to more often than others, and that was one of the ones I hadn't listened to probably since the start of the summer. So I gave it a listen again, and it is, it is still a good record. And a band that I think uh, have still got places to go as well. So I'm hopeful of even better stuff from them in the future. Cool. Well, maybe not. But I think it will be. Um, just to say that we also had Jason Isbell and, uh, and the 400 unit in the list. I'm only saying that because they've also released a new album which is the recording of uh, a gig we saw them at at the Roundhouse. So yeah. It's the only reason I mention it's it. One of our... I haven't had to, I haven't, bizarrely, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but yes, it, it, it was you know, one of our shared experiences. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those funny things when they just saw a sort of tweet saying, we've released a live album, and thinking, that's odd, <laughs> given the, the situation. <laughs> it's like, oh, they've released our album from Three or four years ago, at a gig that me and Indeed. Pete had. Yeah, exactly. So I think for next year, what I want is more of the same, really. Yeah, but um, 
with more one-to-one podcasting. <laughs> well, yes, that. Well, we, we've literally had... I don't know. We did the first couple in person, didn't we? And then we had the one, one in the middle. So, Did we actually do one in the middle? I don't think we did. Yeah. No, no. We've, been, we we've been online all year. Maybe I'm just imagining well, it. Uh, wishful thinking. The I don't think you've let me in your house for months. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't let many people no, in my house. To be honest with you, I've, I've had no one in the house for a long time. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want other members exactly. of my family in the house most of the time. Oh, God. What a world. Although... Although, given given that they they go out, yeah one of them goes out to school, one of them goes out to another job. <laughs> Quite often, I get a wish, and I'm literally the only person in the house, and I think, God, this is great. <laughs> and, and that is 2020 summed up in a sentence. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I bet it's dark is even worse because it's always dark. You suddenly realise, okay, it's now dark. I was meant to get up and go do some exercise, yeah. wasn't I? And I've been sat, and I've been sat doing nothing for well, not doing nothing. Been sat, sat working since eight o'clock. It's now four <laughs> o'clock. It's dark. What am I going to do? Listen to more music, mate. And before anyone shouts at the podcast saying, "Go for a jog, you lazy fucker!" <laughs> no. Ah. Uh, although, although I do need, although to be fair, I do need to try and start doing the couch to five k again. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> We're all carrying that. One of these days, I, yeah. One of these days, I'll get to the end of it. I've, I've, oh, I've, I've, oh, I've been on. Believe me, I've, I've been on that journey a couple of times this year already. <laughs> yeah, I've got to week eight. Yeah, twice. Well done. And then, not. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I think next year, yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to get. Some- Actually, I just think of the there's lots of albums we didn't review this year. That's also that also, also I like. Just one of them, big shout out to Bruce Springsteen who released yet another album that was obviously not not going to be set in the world and light, but was no fun and Bruce fun and Brucey, and that's you know what you needed in this year, fun and Brucey. Excellent. Anyway, until next year. Well, until next year, thank you all for listening. Indeed. And yeah. uh, Happy New Year to all our listeners. And uh, wherever we are 12 months from now, let's hope it's better than this. <laughs> and let's hope we're doing exactly. this in person. Because <laughs> it'll be short. <laughs> Indeed. Ha, ha, ha.